0: Hello. Happy, happy Saturday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the sound of my voice. My name is Rachel. We are in Pleasantness, Hawaii you have your Bible grab it and let's go all right ladies I believe this is our last section on this second Peter 2 I mean there's so much to say about this chapter. Um, I know a pastor who goes through verse by verse preaching would have come up with at least 22 sermons here. Um, thank God I'm not a pastor, <laughs> nor will I ever be. Uh, so I don't have that burden on my shoulder. I'm just. My job is just to draw you, to drive you to the word of God just for you to be able to fall in love with the word of God and find out these things yourself And the Holy Spirit your teacher will be able to teach you personally he long to be able to teach you you are quenching him if you do not um, spend some time at least once a day in his word because his word is the only means that he gave us to be able to know him, to be able to know God, to be able to know the Lord Jesus, to be able to know the Holy Spirit, to be able to know everything that have been done for us from the very beginning, and to be able to know the promises that are available for us that some of them we are enjoying in this life and others, most of them, future promises so don't quench him don't quench him and I believe this intro just it's perfect with what we are talking about here we have been talking about false prophets you don't want to be deceived by ungodly men who are in for their own lusts and actually are appointed for eternal condemnation you don't want to keep company with those people and this chapter peter has been telling us so that we can know who are false prophets and run away from them really quick run away from them so um That's what we have been talking about for the last three episodes and I wanna close this because, oh boy, I couldn't wait to finish it. It's not my style to preach the entire chapter and it's not also my style to break down episodes into segments, different segments. Um, That's the pastor's job. Anyway, Um, so where we left off last time was verse 17. Today, we're going to pick up 18 to 22, and this is the word of God. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error, while they promise them liberty. They themselves are slaves of corruption, for by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome the latter end is worse for them than the beginning for it would it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them but it has been happened to them according to the proverb a dog returns to his own vomit, and a soul, having washed, to her wallowing in the mire. Mm. This is—it's just a continuation of what we spoke last week about the depravity of, of these false preachers. Uh, verse 12 it tells us they are like just natural like beast they're like have you ever seen a deer jump in front of you when you're in the highway like they see the car coming at them and they jump in front of it and that's why so many deers are killed in the highway so peter by the inspiration of the holy spirit is comparing these false teachers like brute beast made to be caught and destroyed. Meant to be caught and destroyed. And he told us that they um, they speak things they don't even understand, and they will be utterly destroyed. They will perish, with or in their own corruption. Um, and it tells us they love treasures. They love, you know, living in luxurious. He told us they have a heart trained in covetous practice. He told us they are accursed children. He gave us an example of Balaam who was condemned, who was rebuked by a donkey. And verse 17, we end up where he says that they are like a well. When you go to a well, you're expecting water. But these prophets are like a well without water. So even a pe- people who sit under these people to try to get water from them, to draw spiritual um, wisdom from them, the truth of the word of God from them, nothing comes out of them to help them grow and, and become, you know, useful in the kingdom of God. Um, no, when you sit under a prophet, a false prophet or a false teacher, you are actually like a person who go to a well to draw water and there's nothing there so here verse 18 we are picking up from there he's telling us why they are like the well without water he say for because when they speak when they talk these false prophets they speak great swelling words of emptiness Everything they're talking about is just bumbling. There's nothing of value in there. Let's see, Um, and that's how you you spot them. That's how you know. Not only they live in luxurious, but they also speak proudly. They speak pompous words. That's what um, NLT tell us. And they say they, um, they speak words that sound scholarly. They sound like more educated or profound like they come up with these catchphrases or catch words that's ha, oh my goodness wow some people are coming to my mind right now even as i'm speaking and it wasn't in me before i just like now nah. so they they speak those kinds of words they come up with catchphrases. they sound like they're intelligent like they receive this revelation that nobody else know and those words become popular by the way. But these things are empty. They are just there's no spiritual truth in them. And as a result, because there is nothing to draw out of them, you cannot get anything from them. Um and they do that because of lustful desires. That's how they do it, because they have their lust. The lust of, of their fresh. It even say by sensuality, it's, it's a seduction. Um, and then when you go to verse seven nineteen, it says that they promise liberty, they promise people freedom. They promise people freedom, okay? Um, when they themselves are slaves. What they are slaves of? Slaves of corruption. So you hear people come. Jesus will heal you. Jesus gonna make you rich. Jesus will do this. Will do that. These people are slaves of corruption. That's very very unfortunate. Um, they they are bound in their last, in their lustful desires, um, and it say that they rule. They they entice. People into sin who have bare escape from a lifestyle of deception. What is in the world? Nothing but deception. And people escape that life of deception from the world, from self helps from all kind of philosophy and doctrine and all kind of lies you hear on CNN and, and everywhere. People escape that. They come to the end of themselves, like they're trying, they're looking for an answer in life. And they come across these false preachers only to find out that actually they put them into a completely different kind of bondage. Um, and the reason they do that is because of these false teachers' own lustful desires. It's very, very sad. So these people who are looking for something better for themselves, they end up into another kind of bondage. And Peter tells us, because things that actually occupy or rule you, that's the very thing you become a slave of. Uh, Let's see here. It says, verse 19, for you are this is NRT. For you are a slave of whoever controls you. Um, on NKJV, it say, while they promise liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. So the way in New King James put it is a little bit complicated. But if you read NRT, it's simple. Say, they they promise freedom when they themselves are slaves to corruption or slave to depravity. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. So what controls these people? What controls false preachers and false teachers? It's, it's lust. It is covetousness. It is depravity. It is uh, luxurious living in luxurious, um, like rock stars. It is earthly stuff, uh, material, money. Those are the things control them. They are not controlled by the Holy Spirit. They are not controlled by the word of God. They are not controlled by God's commandments. They are not controlled by the beauty and, and, and the promises and, and, and the work that Jesus has done for us. They are controlled by whatever this earth have to offer and because of that they are actually in bondage of that and we know what their end going to be now if you go to verse 20 it tells us these people who have escaped the pollution of the world through the bondage of through the knowledge so how people do escape the pollution of the world you escape the pollution of the world through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You cling to Him and you leave everything you ever known out there in the world. This is the, these are the true Christian, That's how they do this. So so, so you say that these false preachers, they escape that. They came to know the Lord Jesus. They escaped the bondage, the pollution that's in the world. And then Peter is telling us that they are again when they came to Christ, they entangled in corruption. They entangle themselves in corruption. And it says sometimes it's even that corruption overtakes them. And it say that, he say that the letter end is worse for them than the beginning. It's gonna be worse for them in the last days, in their judgment, than, than the beginning, when they when they were condemned while they were in the world, um, when they were entangled themselves into the world, pollution, before they even know the Lord Jesus. Because now they came to know the Lord, and they're doing these things. Say so this is going to be worse for them. If you read... Um, Matthew twelve forty five. Jesus, what did did Jesus say? He say a person had demons, and you know you free them from that. The demon go around, walking around, looking for a home. He cannot find. He came, he come back to that person where he used to live and find that person is clean, sober, but there's nothing in them. They're empty because why they are empty? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit. They never receive. The word of God so they can be saved so the demons was cast out however they never received the Holy Spirit here Peter is talking about false prophets themselves the reason they can even talk the word of God they can preach the Bible they have some sort of knowledge of Jesus Christ and they escape the pollution that is in the world through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus but then they entangle themselves into uh pollution and peter is saying now they completely messed up because why jesus will not die for them again they trample the son of god under feet it's like giving your pearls to a pig um there are lot later days will be worse than the beginning in verse 21 it says that it will be better for them not have known the way of righteousness than having known it these false prophets they probably have known the way of righteousness they know it they know it i don't believe that a person can lose their salvation what i believe is when you come you have a knowledge a certain knowledge of the lord jesus christ right you should be pursuing that uh, you, should, you should thrive to enter in. You should you should not be like... Let's go to Mark 12, 28. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment at all? And jesus answered him the first of all the commandment is Hear o israel the lord our god is one lord then um, and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength this is the first commandment the second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than this So the scribe said to Jesus, to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifice. And when Jesus saw that he answered um, wisely, he said unto him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. So here is the man, came near the kingdom, (laughs) but did not come in the kingdom. A scribe. A person who knew the law of God very, very well, he lived and breathed and practiced um, the Old Testament, uh, the Torah, and he was near. Um, so these, so I, I believe these false prophets are just like the scribes, just like the Pharisees. They have the knowledge of God. Now, the next step they're supposed to be is enter in the kingdom but instead they chose to stay right at the door and prevent everyone who want to come inside the kingdom of god from going in um, with their heresies and false teaching um and peter is telling us here in verse 21 it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. Yeah. 22. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb a dog returns to its vomit. That is Proverbs 26 11. A dog returns to its vomit. Um, so Peter is saying, yeah. They are just confirming Proverbs twenty six eleven. Those are the false prophets and their depravity. Um, if you heard this message from the first episode, I mean, I, I had four of them up to this point and you are still sitting in a church the so-called church and it's not a church being ministered by a so-called pastor or prophet or teacher who are not none of them um what can i say to you and you don't want even want to go to the word of god and find out yourself if you are sitting in the real church if you are going to a well where you can draw water um maybe you are one of the dog too okay let me be rough here maybe you want to return to your own vomit um i pray that's not the case i pray that's not the case that's the reason you have been drawn to listen to all these four episodes uh, so that you can escape you can escape because the judgment that's coming it doesn't not only fall to the false prophets, it's going to fall to you too, because you heard the message and you are ignoring of your salvation. I told you I grew up in a Christian church. My parents did not only Christian church, a Christian home. My dad was a pastor. He's still a pastor. He's retired. They, he did it, They did his best to put me under the word of God. However, if I completely turned away from it, they were not responsible for me. At some point, I had to take my own responsibility. And that's how what I did in my 30s. And not only that, God actually drew me to him. So like it's like me today. I'm so much on fire for God, and then suddenly I change. I start acting like a false prophet. Um, I'll be like a dog who returned to his vomit. But I thank God the Holy Spirit is more powerful than false, false prophets. His word is more powerful than false prophets. So I don't believe I can lose my salvation. I cannot. Jesus will not let the devil win in that way. Um, and if I try to turn away from him, my back, I will only be hurting myself I'm, I'm gonna be hurting him but i'll be also hurting myself and i don't think the lord can tolerate that much just like he will not tolerate false prophets he will not tolerate those who have tested his goodness and try to turn their back from his commandments um there will be punishment more severe i may go to heaven but i, I will bear a lot of pain <laughs> I don't want that so i pray that's the case for you too all right we are gonna end this chapter here but i would really encourage you to read this book over and over and to observe the church you're going the teacher you have submitted yourself to i don't believe the holy spirit will put you there so you, you put yourself there and if it sounds like what peter is saying run just just run and that's my prayer for you in jesus name